0: Bet365 sponsors 1874 and they feature over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you need to bet on sport. Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. With the Bet365 bet builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals, and much more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch the games live, with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s don't please gamble responsibly. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to 1874 on The Athletic, the podcast that brings you the definitive word on Aston Villa Football Club every single week. Probably hear a bit of buoyancy in my voice. Villa have won their first game of the season, 1-0 against Sheffield United at Villa Park. Greg Evans has just returned from the ground. Greg, it was difficult at times. Sheffield United aren't the easiest team to play at the best of times. And even with 10 men, they were still very, very well drilled, set up well defensively, and Villa found it tough to break them down. But they got the job done, mate. Yeah, I think it was a professional
1: job from Villa. Um, one nil, one nil win is obviously you know very, very positive. Another clean sheet. Villa don't look like they're going to concede many goals, like they didn't at the back end of last season. Um, thought there was a little bit of rustiness there, which Dean Smith also said um, as well. And there's clearly a little bit more to work on, but just feel like, I just feel like that was a really positive performance because Sheffield United are probably one of the worst teams to play in the division when when it goes down to ten men because. They're so resolute. They're very difficult to break down. At the best of times, and, and sometimes when a team goes down to ten minutes, it does make it harder to break to break them down. And um, I just think I just okay. Look, it was a goal from a set piece and a, a defender scoring again. And um, you know, you could look at it the other the other way and say that Villa should have should have created more chances, should have scored more goals, and opened them up a little bit more. But I just think a win is a win at this time in the season, um, and 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 it's just something to build on. And I just think it's a really really positive performance. Um, And result.
0: I mean obviously I've got no idea what goes on day to day in the training at Sheffield United but it felt like something they were were prepared for, it felt like it would have been something that they probably were, kind kind of thing that players don't like working on shape just in case you go down to 10 men and they, they were very well set up for it and they it seemed to me like they were just forcing Villa to deliver balls into the box so that we couldn't play any, any intricate football it was difficult for Jack to get in the game as he would have liked and they just encouraged Villa to swing balls in the in the box and by and large Sheffield United dealt with it they're set up very well to deal with those kind of things but it, it was a set piece that was was under, was the undoing of Sheffield United in the end I perhaps think the goalkeeper might have done a a little bit better with it, but what what did you make of the goal?
1: Yeah, I have to to say it back up. I have to admit, I I thought it was... Possibly the wrong decision at the time from Smith to take off Harahan. um just before the corner. I, I thought McGinn w- wouldn't have had any complaints if if, they'd have, if he'd have been taken off. So I thought mm. um, I was actually debating with the guy sitting next to me in the press box at Villa Park who, who would go off, and I thought it would either be Trezeguet or uh, or McGinn. Um, so I was quite surprised, really. Well, I say surprise, surprise, is probably the, the wrong word because. I'm used to seeing Horihan as the fall guy now. He, he gets taken yeah. off quite often, doesn't he, when, when it when it sort of, you know, he's like that. But yeah, I, I thought possibly it was going to be the worst, the, the wrong decision but then obviously he comes off and um, Villa score from, from the first corner that he doesn't take. Now, I have to be honest, I think there's a bit of coincidence in that, isn't it? I don't think he was putting in bad deliveries. I don't think, you know, um, there was anything in that but, uh, you know, Villa have done great from set pieces. He's, in 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 the last amount of games that they've played in the Premier League, I think I've, I've, might not might not be. You'll have to prove me wrong if I'm not. if I'm wrong, but um, um, I think they scored the most goals from set pieces last season, didn't they? I have
0: no idea, Greg. Absolutely uh, no. Oh, idea. This is great got, great podcast chat. <clears throat> well, I haven't got a I haven't got a clue. But it certainly felt <laughs> towards the back end of the season there was a lot of goals coming from set players.
1: Yeah yeah well, look I'll have to check the figures but I'm sure I'm sure they were right up there anyway and the fact that they've scored another one from from the first uh, from the first game of the season is a, is a positive because you know, set pieces are massive in football and and clearly Villa have found a way to to get goals from there. You asked me
0: something about the goalkeeper didn't you? I can't remember what what was the question. No no nothing. I don't think there was one I think we were just, just, just having a chat mate but it's a good time to talk about the goalkeeper because I pointed out on Twitter before the game I was looking forward to seeing him I always keep a special eye on the goalkeepers got a lot of fondness for goalkeepers in general and, and goalkeeping and he didn't have much to do Martin. and as he came and got a couple of balls dealt with things very well his distribution was, was on point I would say but the penalty save was obviously a massive point in the game and it's a good save as well. It's not just a standard penalty save. That he, he's had to, to stretch fully to, to get there. And it's a great save, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's a brilliant save. Aston Villa's goalkeeping coach, Neil Cutler, was clenching his fists and sort of looking up into the sky in delight on the sidelines. Oh, he'd yeah, be buzzing. Um, when, uh, when, when Martinez saved that. So, you know, that that just shows how important it was. But um, Martinez, after the game, he, he actually said that um, it was just it was just pure luck that he saved it. He said he just follows his instincts. Um, yeah. And and you know he says obviously all goalkeepers they work and watch videos building up to the game, but he just said that this on this particular occasion there wasn't any pre planning going into it. It was just his instincts. He decided to dive that way uh, and save it. Yeah, and it was a brilliant save. I thought, okay, the sending off of John Egan very early on into the game made life very easy for Villa's back back four and, and the goalkeeper. Um, you know that. There was not really much pressure on them at all, um, so they didn't really have anything else to do, to be honest, throughout the game. But fair play to Martinez, you know, it, it was a brilliant save and he said after the game it, it, it was like scoring a hat-trick for him, you know, saving a penalty and keeping a clean sheet is, is the best game that he could ever play. So um, a great start for him and, and and he's already gone some way to to uh, proving or justifying why Villa splashed out twenty pounds on him.
0: Yeah, and a brilliant boost to my fancy football team early doors as well with the clean shirt and the penalty save from him I went early and put him in when he was still at Arsenal thinking he'd be on his way to Villa and that, that's come off really well for me just going back to the actual penalty aspect I know goalkeepers do study a lot of, of penalties and where people have gone previously and stuff, but with Lundström, he had never taken a penalty in a game before, so there wouldn't have been much to go on at all. It's quite it's quite interesting that a goalkeeper there has gone with his instinct and he's he's ended up saving it. There's almost like there could be too much preparation going to these things in some ways. Yeah, sometimes, but I mean, you can also look at it the other way. I think
1: uh, Villa, under, since since Neil Cutler has worked at Villa, I had quite a lot of success from penalties. I remember Oya Nyland saving one at, at Swansea 2018 yeah. um, you know last minute brilliant save that was something that they'd actually worked on and prepared um, and then obviously Jed Steer, who, who we talk about a lot on the podcast yeah. don't we you know we never forget that game the the semi-final heroics and also with Steer as well he, he saved, a, saved a penalty up Sheffield Wednesday didn't he during yeah, that record-breaking five. winning run and I mean you know the importance of that save at the time we, we probably didn't Probably didn't think too much about it, but looking back now, it's huge. So, yeah, it seems, it seems like Villa have got the luck they, their way when... Um when penalties are against them, um, but on this occasion, I don't think Cutler can take any of the credit for it. Really, it was purely purely Martinez. So uh, you know, fair play to him. But look, the goalkeeping coach is there. Um, you know, and 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 it's gonna be if a, if a, if his goalkeeper saves a penalty, then you know it's gonna be the happiest time for him as well. So a good day for both of them, I think. And 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 actually, you say you you say you have uh, Martinez in your dream team. Well, I've got Esri Konsa, so I reckon Konsa will get more points than, than Martinez.
0: I think, I think you're probably right. You'll probably get a, a cheeky three-point bonus as well. If you, if you have just joined us, welcome to the fantasy football show with Greg and I <laughs> talking about our teams. I think Ryan actually saved a penalty against Spurs as well. albeit be Sun put the rebound away, but that's another penalty saved that there's been under Neil Cutler's leadership. So yeah, we seem to be having a, a lot of success in terms of, of saving penalties. For a limited time only, we're offering you the opportunity to subscribe to The Athletic for just £1 a month. You can read all Greg's work on the Villa, including a recent article where he tells us what he thinks Dean Smith's best starting eleven is this season. Just go to theathletic.com slash villapod. That's theathletic.com slash villapod and sign up for the special price of just £1 a month. We've touched on the sending off. Gotta be honest, I know it's the letter of the law. It's very early on in the game. I thought it was a little bit harsh, but I don't know what the feeling was around you actually at the ground. But I'd have been a little bit annoyed if that had happened to Villa. Yeah, I think, look, you're going to be annoyed, aren't you, if it
1: if it happens to one of your players. But um, the angle that I had on it, it was perfect. You know, I'm sitting in the, the Trinity Road stand, so Watkins gets put through and, and you know, it's very close to where I am. Um, and I can see sort of Egan pulling at him. I'm thinking he can't, can't keep doing that. <laughs> you know, he's going to. He's, the referee's going to blow up here, and, and Watkins clearly would have got away from him, you know, because he's got the speed on him. Do you think he was definitely going to make the ball, though? Well, I mean, look, I haven't, I've I've only seen the replay that they that they show in the ground, and, okay. you know, I saw it in real time, and, and I thought that he was going to make it. I thought that he looked like he pulled at him three or four times, and I thought, you can't just continue to do this because you're going to get fouled. Uh, sorry, you're going to get punished, and. Um, it was no surprise to me at all when the referee blew up. The only thing that surprised me was that it was a red card. Um, you know, I was, it was Claster's denying a goal-scoring opportunity. So you know, they looked at the yes. VAR and
0: they felt that that was the that was the case. I suppose you can't really argue with it. No, I mean, it's not often Villa come out the right side of a VAR decision, so in, in in that way, I'm quite surprised by it. People are obviously comparing it to the incident on Sunday at Stamford Bridge where Christiansen pulled down Mane, but to me that felt a little bit more clear-cut. Obviously, he's ended up hauling him down, whereas Watkins never actually ended up going down or anything. So that, that was the reason I, I was surprised by it. But it's letter of the law. I suppose it can't be argued with what did you make of the penalty at the other end where it like Villa were gonna concede right on half time and undo any, any gifts that had been given to them? You think that was a penalty? Yeah, I did. I think but I think both the decisions were correct really. Um, you know, just
1: maybe a little bit clumsy, I suppose Target was just trying to just trying to make amends really, wasn't he, after sort of losing a little bit of losing a little bit of ground you know, or as a defence in general, Villa lost a little bit of ground on their uh, players at that point. Um, you know, interesting to see Oli Burke, didn't really do much in the game, but I suppose that's what he's got, hasn't he? He's got that pace to sort of stretch defences and yeah, you he, 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 us there. He, he did quite well really in that occasion, but didn't really see much from him other than that. Um, and, and yeah, look, I thought
0: it was a, I thought it was just a little bit clumsy, but, and, and, and you know, a, a penalty. Yeah, what about the other debut boys? Then Matt, May Cash, I thought started the game like an absolute house on fire. By the way, at right back and, and Watkins as well. What, what did you make of the new boys? Yeah, I thought Cash was good. Still got a
1: little bit more to give. I think. Um, thought in the second half he started to look a little bit nervous. Um, with various things, Tyrone Mings was um, just trying to calm him down. It almost it felt like he was just uh, just encouraging him to talk a little bit more and communicate with some of his teammates. Um, there are, look, it's very minor, but there were there were a few in, um, instances where he had throw-ins and. Didn't really know what to do with the throwing. I mean, I know that sounds like I'm really uh, picking at things here and it, picking? But, um, <laughs> you know, look, in general, it's a, it's a decent performance for him, isn't it? And a you know, clean sheet for a defender. I um, thought he got forward and, and, and offered a little bit more than, than the right-backs previously have at Villa. Um, and I think he'll be a really good signing. I, I think I think he'll grow into the season. Um, got to remember, it's his you know Premier League debut, isn't it? It's, it's He's never played at this... Uh, level, so it will be a step up for him.
0: But today I didn't think he looked out of place at all. Now I think Sheffield United quite deep as well, obviously as you would be when you go down to 10 men, whereas at the start of the game, he had that space to bomb into. I mean, I think he had two runs in the, in the first five minutes or so where I thought, yeah, this guy look, looks the real deal. And, no debut Premier League goal for Watkins, obviously he scored in the League Cup in the, in the week, but he's just a different kind of striker to what, we, what we've had in the last couple of years, isn't it? Well, the last season, certainly. He's always in the box, he's always looking to get on the end of things and although he didn't really have a chance, I don't remember a chance for him today, there might be a few that flashed across the goal, he looked livelier. Yeah, very
1: impressive actually. Yeah, the last last couple of games I've seen of him, um, I think in, in a way, I suppose it's a, in a way, it's a good thing that he didn't have a chance because um, I, I know that he he, he um, he's got an insatiable you know, hunger for goals and and, and, he, and he always feels like he wants more and more. So the fact that he hasn't actually missed a chance um, is maybe a good thing. Um, I think what he does well is he. He never seems to lose the ball when he when he's in possession. He sort of he's quite strong, so he holds off defenders and he creates space for others around him. Um, I think that Jack Grealish will really enjoy playing alongside him um, because he'll find that he's got a lot more space um, and, and he'll occupy defenders that will take them away from him. Um, and Grealish had a couple of chances, didn't he? Probably the best chances for Villa, uh, and I thought was was unlucky not not to score. Um, you know, he'll be a bit disappointed today. But yeah, a, a bright start really for for Watkins, and certainly something different to the other strikers. I thought it was quite telling that Samata wasn't on the bench. You know, led to believe that a close a move to Turkey. We found about you know he's quite close. Um, we'll see how that unfolds. Dean Smith wouldn't give too much away after the game. He said it was just a purely a selection choice that he made but we are expecting some matter to move on so uh, I think it's important that Villa get another striker as well isn't it because as, well as 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 much as I like Keenan Davis and as much as I think that he can still develop into a decent player I just think it's too much responsibility on him if Watkins isn't getting the goals for him to come in and make a difference it's, it's still really important that Villa get another striker.
2: Hi there, I'm Mark Chapman from the Athletics Ornstein and Chapman podcast and I'm here to tell you that this show is brought to you by Hims. If you haven't heard of them, they're basically your best mate when it comes to those tricky men's health problems. Now balding is an awkward topic for men, yet a lot of us start to lose our hair before we hit 40 and the best way to take control of hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Hims was created to make it easier for guys to seek care, especially guys who avoid seeing their doctor in person for awkward health issues. Not everyone wants to have personal conversations face to face with a stranger in a white coat. So Hims connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. You'll get a proper consultation and they'll give you sound advice on what you can do to help your hair before it's too late. It couldn't be easier to book your free consultation. Just go to forhims.co.uk slash athletic. So that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s, f-o-r-h-i-m-s.co.uk slash athletic. And you can also listen to me on the Ornstein and Chapman podcast. It's myself, David Ornstein, and the Athletic Stable of expert writers bring you unrivaled insight into the biggest stories in the game every single week. I think the bench was quite telling
0: actually this evening. I mean, we've ended up with three defenders on the bench—a left back, a right back, and a centre back—and I don't think there's any world where that—that's really necessary. So it doesn't look good for the likes of Hotter, the likes of Lansbury, Engels—people that didn't so matter, people that didn't make the make the bench today. What—what what did you make of that? Because there, there can't be much need for three defenders unless I'm completely missing something. Look, it,
1: it's well known that Villa need to sell players because the squad's too big, and some of the underperformers over recent years or, or recent months, wh- however you want to look at it, are just not really going to be involved too much this season. So Samata, Gilbert, Lansbury, Yotta, Engels, they're players that you know if Villa get good offers for that, that they'd listen to and they'd, they'd like to move them on because the squad is too big and they're not always they're not all going to fit in. Um, I, I take your point on the on the bench. I agree with you. Yeah, I think there is sometimes a need to have three defenders on there, but only if you've got a couple of strikers or a couple of really attacking game changers on there. And just when I looked at it, I just thought, okay, Davis can come on and do a job and maybe nick a goal or or do something a little bit different, but not really much confidence in any of the others to come on and change a game. I mean, even like with Gilbert, for example, over um, Taylor, I know they play on opposite sides, but at least, you know, with Gilbert, he's going to show some sort of attacking intent and get forward. With Taylor, he's not really that type of player. Um, it just felt that there was no game changers on there. And fortunately, Villa didn't need to turn to them, but, you know, they will do in times ahead. So it shows that there's still work to be done in the transfer market. Villa still want to get a number eight midfielder. Um, if they can, they're still looking at Rashika from Werder Bremen. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they are trying to get a striker as well.
0: I mean, I think what you say is true. In a game where you're struggling to break a team down like, like we were, there's too much onus on Jack Grealish. There, there isn't another player that can do, I mean, there's not many players in the world, to be fair, that can do what Jack does. But do you know what I mean? There's a lot of pressure on him to make something happen. And Dean Smith would have looked at his bench tonight. And yeah, he's brought Keenan Davis on. But after that, there, there isn't that game changer. So despite the fact I think all Villa fans are happy with the window that we've had so far, and we think that we're doing astute business, there's quite a lot still to do. There's a lot of work to do to, to improve that squad because as soon as you get a few injuries and suspensions, I think we'd end up being in trouble again, wouldn't we?
1: Yeah, I think so. Look, a couple of key injuries, a couple of really serious ones, we would, would leave Villa looking short again. I mean, you think, for example, if, if Douglas Louise got injured, you know, who comes in? Like, Nakamba isn't quite the, the player that, that Louise is. Um and then, you, you know, if Watkins does, if Watkins picks up an injury or, or Grealish, heaven forbid, you know, th- there is no real replacement for them. Um, so, yeah, I think what we've got to remember is that Villa have all, already spent a lot of money. They spent a lot of money last season. Um, they can't just keep shelling out money. Um, you know, the, own, the obviously the owners have that kind of money, but they need to be careful and, and, and considered in their planning. So it's not all about just splashing the cash. It's just about trying to find a couple of astute signings now, I think. um, I, You know, I still think there might be room for for, for one um, really impressive signing still to come in, whether that's a midfielder or striker, we'll see. Uh, but I think, you know, if they could pick up a loan somewhere for, for, for the season or pick up a bargain buy elsewhere, or maybe somebody who's just a little bit older and, um has done it in his career and he's just, you know, signed with no real salon value. I think, so. Some, I mentioned him previously, somebody like Moutinho, you know, Wolves have yeah. got him £5 million, just just someone on that sort of level um, who's been there, done it, um, and can just add a bit of experience. Uh, I, I think that'll really help the squad.
0: Yeah, it was a shame to see Messi staying at Barca, because I'm sure we would have liked <laughs> to have bought him on, on a thread. Or swar- Suarez, he did, wouldn't he <laughs> as yeah. well? yeah. <laughs> Big blow to our transfer plans that Messi decided to stay at Barca. One man we have signed since we last did the podcast, Greg, is Traore right? from, uh, from Leon. What do you make of that signing?
1: Yeah, just someone I'd like to see a little bit more of really before judging. You know, I can only go on what people have told me about him. I've sp- spoken to people um, uh, who, who played and, and um, coached him at Chelsea. They say at the time he was very raw and and they expected good things in the future, but wasn't quite ready at Chelsea. I think he made 11 appearances for them, which I have to admit a lot of those pass me by. I don't really remember seeing him too often um, in in the games. He obviously looks a lot different now with his with his longer hair. He had a skinhead, I think, back in there uh, back when back when he was at Chelsea. So appearance wise, he's a lot different. Um, Guys who I've spoken to, at Leon said that they try and ignore his goal tally. Really, the fact that he only scored four goals last season doesn't really do him that, as much justice as it should. Really, because he's an attacking player who obviously comes in off the right, uh, comes in off the right with his left foot, but he causes a lot of problems. And I think that's just what Villa are lacking. I, th- I think they're lacking that little bit of pace, that little bit of trickery on the wing. Um, Trezeguet didn't really do it again today. You know, he works very hard, but doesn't seem to doesn't seem to really be able to beat his man enough. And I think that's what we'll see with Traore a lot more. He'll be getting past his man more often. Um, and then, you know, the most important thing from there is whether he can produce something, whether he's got an end product. But yeah, it's it's a positive sign. It's a play, you know, Smith said after the game today, he said that um, he will add quality to the, to the squad. And, you know, Villa are just trying to top up the team now. It wasn't a case of um, major surgery this 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 summer. It was just a bit of um, fine tuning and clearly the people at Villa believe that he's going to do well for the club
0: he just adds something different doesn't he like you say left footed cutting in from the right that's an option that we didn't have last season and I think everyone can agree that there was a distinct lack of pace in the side last season so to me he's going to to be a a good option and someone that I'm looking forward to seeing do you think we'll see him on on Thursday against Bristol
1: yeah I think he'll be in the squad don't know the team we know what Dean Smith plans uh, Yet yeah, for his starting lineup, I expect Jacob Ramsey will will feature again. He wasn't in the squad tonight. Yeah, I'm um, surprised by that.
0: You'd have thought he might have got on the bench tonight. He did well.
1: Yeah, I thought he did really well uh, at Burton. I, I suppose he, you know his chance again. He's on Thursday. He's got to go and shine again, and then maybe he might be. Um, in the, in the reckoning for the for the Fulham game but yeah I'd I'd like to see Traore it'd be nice to get him you know get get some minutes in his legs and 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 then you know that'll put him in good stead for for the game against Fulham on Monday
0: and what have you got com- coming up this week Greg I know obviously you you'll be at the game Thursday but what have you got coming up article wise
1: Yeah so we've got a piece today on uh on Martinez the goalkeeper and just how just how his ability with his feet will change the way that Villa play this season. Um, he, what you probably would have noticed watching on the TV was how Villa was trying to pass out from the back very early on until Egan was sent off. Obviously the reason that that changed was because there was less pressure on Villa and um, you know, they, they could easily pass it out from the back, but what they're going to try and do this season is beat that press from teams. Um, it's going to be difficult to do that against Manchester City and Liverpool because they do that so well. Um, but Martinez was obviously the goalkeeper who, who played for Arsenal when Arsenal successfully beat those teams last season, um, beat Liverpool in the league, beat um, Man City in, in the FA Cup semi-final, and then Chelsea in the final. So he's done it playing, you know, against all these top teams, and it's it's nothing new to him. Look, if you read the article, uh, you know, on the Athletic, it will it will say. Um, about how comfortable he was. He used to play futsal as a as a youngster in, in Argentina and he he actually thrives off um, you know, being classed as almost like a Mikel Arteta asked him to be like a another centre half and Dean Smith kinda of is asking the same thing of him when Villa are in possession. So it'd be really interesting just to see how Villa's playing style evolves um this season with him in goal and that's just a, a piece that I've done a bit on. Uh, and there's also a story coming up um, from Tom Bates, who is a performance psychologist, works very closely with Kana um, as well as other uh, other professional footballers, and it's just really interesting to interview him um, and find out how how some of these players uh, are willing to think a little bit differently and just just try and get that extra one percent by like opening up their mind and um you know working on things that we probably wouldn't think that they need to things like um visualization and breathing techniques and pre-performance routines tom works very closely with adam Peaty, who is obviously at the absolute top of his game in, in the swimming world um and and he believes that he's helped him along the way so really interesting interview with him coming up yeah and uh a little bit on bertrand Traoré as well and where he's going to fit in Assam villa
3: Hi there, I'm David Ornstein, host of The Athletic's Ornstein and Chapman podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Manscaped, the expert in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped has just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job, so you can be one of the first men in the country to experience Manscaped's life-changing products. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. And the water-resistant technology also allows you to groom whilst in the shower. And we've got a special offer right now for all of you listening to this podcast. Get 20% off and free shipping by using the code EPL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code EPL20. Happy shaving.
0: We're going to end now with a few quick fire questions, Greg. So, we've got a few questions down here to ask you. Just want a five to ten second answer from you for, for each question. So, what was your biggest takeaway from the game? Uh, that Villa are going to be much better this season than they were last season. Excellent stuff. Which player needed to do more? John McGinn? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Tell us one thing that we wouldn't have seen on the TV that you saw at the ground this evening.
1: Probably Connor Hourihan's frustration from set pieces that none of his teammates could get on the end of any of them.
0: OK, good one. What should Smith do team-wise against Bristol City in the Cup on Thursday? Uh, definitely play Keenan Davies and try and get him a goal and boost his confidence and give Jed Steer a starting goal. I think both of those things will probably happen. Do you feel more encouraged about the season for Villa after this first game?
1: Yes, I do, although I already thought that they would have a more successful season this year, but definitely I feel more positive after the result. And the last
0: one that I'm just adding in off the cuff. How many players will Villa sign before the end of the winter? Ooh, good question. Two. Thank you. Two. I've said, I've said two or three, so I think most people would be happy with another two or three through the door. So hopefully there'll be some news to bring you, us in the next few weeks from that, Greg, on The Athletic. All that's left to say, mate, is thanks for for coming straight on after the game. Always good to get your perspective and always good to talk about a win. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Again, Villa playing Fulham away from home. Could potentially be another three points. So, Greg, thanks very much. You can get go and finish your Martínez piece now. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Thank you.